You're listening to the Finding Enough podcast with Jessica Joy Holt, where we will be exploring stories and journeys of how we can find we are enough within ourselves, as well as meditations, mental resets, and more. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome. All right, guys, welcome to the first ever Finding Enough podcast. Uh, To be honest, I'm a little bit nervous. This is the first time I've ever done my own podcast, and um, I just feel very vulnerable, uh, but very excited to start sharing these stories and be honest with you guys. So first things first, I want to talk about why I'm starting this podcast. (laughs) Um, So gosh, ever since I can remember, I've had issues mentally. Um, about feeling like I'm enough. The way that I was raised and felt was just, you know, you always have to try and be better. You always have to try and be the absolute best version of yourself. And I stand by that. Um, but with my mental aspect, that has caused some issues throughout my life because it it makes me feel like I'm not ever there. I constantly have the imposter syndrome Um, And I always felt so alone. I always felt like I was the only one struggling with this. Everybody else seems to have it together. Everybody else seems so confident and comfortable with themselves. And I just felt isolated. I felt isolated within myself. I never felt like I was really showing up for me, but for all these other people, you know, putting on that fake smile, um, just trying to look how I was supposed to look (laughs) and be who I was supposed to be. And it led me down a lot of different avenues until it was just enough for me. Like I I finally started to wake up and oh gosh, it's, it's going to be hard to pinpoint the exact point for you as to when that started to shift. But I will tell you when this story came to mind for me. And that was on a beach in Thailand, uh, going into new year's 2018. So ending year 2017, going into 2018, I had decided to go on a journey um, really far to the east. I decided to go to India and do my 500 hour yoga training. Um, and I decided to go to Malaysia and to Thailand, um, in between. And while everything didn't work out exactly perfectly, cause it never does when you're doing those kinds of things. Um, it ended up with me standing barefoot, ankle deep in the beach in the water on New Year's and I was standing alone. I did have friends with me, friends I had just made, friends I had known for a while, one even hometown friend that my mom had sent to make sure that I get back safely uh, to the United States. And that was a hilarious story I'll actually throw in here in a second. But I was standing there and looking out at the water and it was dark, but there was light all around with the lanterns that people were releasing the sky, some fireworks off in the distance and the stars were shining so bright and it was just, it was magical. And as I was standing there, it crossed my mind how far I'd come, um, how far I, I never thought I would do things like that by myself. I never had really imagined what it took for me to get to where I was, but it was looking back at all those baby steps, all those things that I had realized and done for myself, my whole story that had happened chapter by chapter without me really realizing it, that led to me be standing halfway across the world from most of my friends and all of my family by myself and feel like enough. I In that moment, that was the first time I can say that I truly like felt it deep into my soul, just that I was 
in fact enough. And even though I knew that I would be, you know, at times questioning it, I was still, I still have so much more to learn and grow. And so I know there's going to be those dips and I've had them since then about still feeling like I'm not enough. But once you feel it, once you feel it truly and deeply in your soul, once you have that recognition of, you know what, I am enough, it never truly goes away. And it's like training that muscle. That first rep can be so hard, but that muscle's now, it's done it. It's getting that muscle memory. So as you begin to come back to it, it gets easier and easier and easier. And so those moments now of the, the dark time where I'll question things and I'll be like, am I not enough? I'm not enough or I'm too much, which comes from the same psychological area, by the way. As I do that, it is easier to remember and to come back to be like, no, I am actually enough. This is just me pushing myself too hard and I need to come back and think about things from a different angle. And that's where I got inspired to start talking about this because eventually, and as things do in the creative era, um, once you see something for what it is, you start to see more of it, right? Reality just starts to open up for you. So once I had that realization that New Year's night in Thailand, um, I started to have more and more conversations with people, just open, honest, vulnerable conversations um, without holding back and realizing how many more people were struggling with this. And my first thought was to write a book. The funny thing was the first time I presented this idea to somebody, they said I was too young. They said so people weren't going to pay attention. People weren't going to listen because I was too young to deliver that message. And I, I listened to that. Now, that was my mistake. That was my lesson to learn. I should have started writing my book right then and there, but I didn't. And that's okay because that was another lesson that I had to learn. So as time went on and I became more and more strong in that muscle memory of that I am enough, I decided that I was going to do a podcast first. So eventually this is the opening <laughs> to me turning it into a book and sharing more and more stories with you all. Um, but right now I'm here with you in podcast form. And I'm just, I'm so excited about it. So first things, uh, now you know where the idea came from. Um, and what I want to do with this, what I want to do with this podcast is hopefully reach more of you who have this similar struggle, because I had no idea when that first crossed my mind, how many of us constantly question this. We constantly have that issue of, am I enough? Am I too much? I feel like we're not enough. And it's just all of that. Um, so I want to hear your stories too. If any of this ever resonates with you, if you ever want to share your story, reach out to me because I want to hear it. I want to know how I can continue to share people's stories and help others as well. Uh, kind of my thing. <laughs> so I'm going to start of all my stories. I'm going to start with my story out to Thailand. So I'm not going to lie, there's a lot of backstory here that I'm kind of going to skip over, but I want to bring you guys a more fun and happy situation um, in our first episode. So Thailand it is. A um, little bit of backstory though for you is that I had originally been planning with my mom because um, she helps me with, you know, so much. Uh, we were talking about when I was going to go to India um, we were a little bit more worried about India than Thailand because, you know, it was seen as more dangerous. And the funny thing was it couldn't have been more opposite. 
Um, and I was also planning to be in India for three months and Thailand for six at least. Well, when I was overseas, we found out that my grandma was very, very sick. And that led my mom to deciding that I needed to come back earlier to be with family, which I totally agreed with. So instead of being in Thailand for six months, it ended up being for nine days. She also sent my friend Dylan, um, from Ohio over to make sure he was my extraction mission kind of thing. Like make sure that I got out on time and also got out safe, which is very ironic. And I will tell you why at the end of this story. (laughs) So to give you a little bit of overview of Thailand for me, by the time that we got there, I was rather jaded. I had some pretty scammy experiences in India and it left me not being very open at the time in my life. Um, I was much more like walled up and not letting anybody in, don't trust anyone kind of thing. And we landed in Krabby. We're looking for our hotel and I could, we couldn't find it. So this lady offered to help us. I was very close-minded. I was like, no, like I'm not falling for a scam. Like nobody's going to help us. We just got to find it. And Dylan like talked me down and sure enough, she was genuinely just trying to help. So we found our hotel thanks to her and my mindset started to switch a little bit, started to open back up a little more like, oh, maybe not everybody's out to get us. The next day we look for Tonsai because we arrived at night and Tonsai isn't exactly an easy thing to find. <laughs> so I was going off of a Facebook message from a friend out in Moab and Tonsai is known for its climbing and its adventure community a lot of Moab people will go out there for half of the year, the winter time. So following this message, we have to wait for low tide and walk through the forest on the jungle, sorry, on the ocean side of the jungle. And we do that and it's like we're scrambling and climbing and it's kind of a mess, but it's really fun and interesting. And then when we find out later that you in fact can take a much easier path, it just takes longer. And yeah, we ended up loving that variation anyway. So We get to the beach and we're still looking for Tonsai. I can't quite find it. It's not easy to see, you see. And we run into this uppity couple and they tell us that there's this hippie village in the back corner that we definitely shouldn't go there. So of course I'm like, oh, that's where we're supposed to go. That's Tonsai. So we stumble back um, to the very end of the beach and turn a right down this lane and walk into one of my favorite places on the earth. And even though I only spent nine days there, it definitely left a special imprint on my heart for all the things that were negative in my trips before, for all those moments where I felt alone, unsure, um, just locked up inside myself and unhappy, Tonsai really started to change that. There's a few places in the world that I have felt that, but Tonsai is one of them. It was there that I really started to learn climbing more, and it was hilarious. I mean, you have me, five foot, two and a half, short, little, fun-sized blonde girl. And you have Dylan, who's six foot something. He's a big man. And we were climbing partners and we were doing these climbs. I never would have thought that we could do. Like there was one thing called like a chimney where you have to have one foot on this side of the wall. And then you had to have your other foot (laughs) placed out to this other side of the wall with this stalagmite hanging. I think it was a stalagmite. I think that's what it's called. The one that's coming down from the cave. Um, and you're just like holding on spread out on this wall. And it was so intimidating. And I'll never forget 
for me, it was one of the most funniest moments I've ever experienced because Dylan's yelling up at me, pretend like this is like you were a kid, like what you did when you're a kid. And I looked down at him without missing a beat and said, you highly overestimate my childhood (laughs) because there was no way in hell I was doing this as a kid. This was way more dangerous than anything I ever did as a kid. Um, and it was just moments like that, that really started to wake me up there. I started to find the importance of play and how freeing that can be. Because when you find a place like that, where you are free to be completely you, nothing's holding you back. You can make as many friends as you want. You can laugh. You can tell jokes. You can be silly. You're just completely you. There is no limit to how amazing you will feel in that moment because you're completely present. You are fully embracing every part of life, every part of you. And that is what I got there. That's where I really started to open up. And it couldn't have been more magical for me. Um, I remember, and I kind of already started to tell you about this, but I met a lot of really cool people there, right? And Leading up to New Year's, we made like a lot of really cool friends and connections. So then New Year's rolls around and we head down to the beach party. And Dylan and I get separated. That's fine. We both had our own friends kind of on this trip anyway. Well, Dylan comes back and tells me this hilarious story about how he thought he started hearing a girl asking for help. And he turns around and there's like this porta potty, like makeshift porta potty kind of thing going on. And the door stuck. So he has to kick the door in and he freed this girl from the porta potty. And I was laughing my ass off because, come on, how could you not? <laughs> and then I ran into my friend Danny and we had amazing talks about just life. Like we were just sitting on the beach, just going into deep, deep conversations, questioning all different kinds of things and, you know, being fully present, enjoying life. And I ran into these two other amazing people that I had met and we had like snorkeled around the beaches and had explored so many different areas and climbed with them. And we were just, it was, there were so many amazing connections that were happening and just genuine conversation and exploration of the mind and the self and purpose. And then the fireworks started to go off and everybody kind of just went and did their own thing for a second. Everybody was just kind of off in their own mental space. And that's when I wandered down to the beach a little bit farther. And I was ankle deep in the water, like I told you. And it was like those waves were coming over me with just gratitude and appreciation and awareness of everything that it has taken for me to get there. And I still have those moments where I think back and realize everything that it's taken from me to get there to here. It's a constant journey. And it's so amazing when you find out what your journey is about. And that was that for me. That was Thailand. Thailand woke me up to so many important things in my life and where my purpose kind of really lies. So now for the bunny ending. (laughs) Our nine days was up and so it was time to come back to the States. And my mom had had to change the flights for us because she was the one who had scheduled Dylan to come out. So she had to make my flight match hit. So she was in charge of that. Now we have to take different flights from Krabby to Bangkok and Bangkok to the U S we're on the same ones from Bangkok on, but not to Bangkok. So my flight leaves an hour before his. And when I land, I do something I had learned pretty quickly from traveling abroad is that you ask somebody at the airport where you're supposed to be. Because a lot of times 
Like, I don't know the Bangkok airport. I'm going to ask somebody who's familiar with it to tell me where the gate is and the best way to get there. So I show somebody my ticket and they tell me wrong airport. And I ask them again because that does, that's not a good thing to hear. So sure as hell, I was at the wrong airport. So I had to figure out real quick how to get a taxi from one to the other. And let me tell you, at least at that point, it was not an easy thing. They had this thing where you had to go to a different building and get a number and wait. There was no quick call. There was no Uber. There was nothing that was going to get me there quickly. It was a waiting game. So at this point now, I am messaging my mom and my sister and they're up and it's like the wee hours in the morning in the US, um, at least in Ohio. And we are all very stressed, let me tell you, because now the whole point was that Dylan and I were going to be coming back together safely. I am now stranded in Bangkok, this huge city in the middle of the night, no idea what's going on, and I'm not in the right place. And so finally, I get a taxi. This guy doesn't speak a lick of English. Don't blame him. I'm in Thailand. I should know more Thai than I did. I think I know how to say pretty necklace at that point (laughs) in my journey. So Anyway, in this taxi with this guy who doesn't speak any English, texting my mom and sister nonstop, trying to make sure that we're all in the loop and that everything's okay. And what does this guy start playing in this very stressful moment? The newest Taylor Swift album. Thank you very much. Just blaring it, headbanging, loving it. And I was having a blast with it. It really did start help bringing my stress level down because it was just too hilarious. And also, I love Tay-Tay. So... We're jamming through the 45-minute ride to the city, and we get to the second airport, and I am on my game, right? I'm like, okay, this is what I have to do. I have to do this, this, get to this place, and I'm going to ask this person, first person I see, I'm going to ask them if I'm in the right gate because I do not have time to waste. I'm stressed. I got to get there. So running through the airport, I see the number I'm supposed to match up with, and I run up and tap the person in front of me, the last person in line, first person in front of me to ask if I'm in the right place. Person turns around. It's Dylan. Can you imagine my shock and surprise? We actually have a picture of that and I'll upload that um, to my Instagram (laughs) for you guys to see because it's hilarious. It's still on my bedroom door. Um, Of the moment that I realized that I had found Dylan again. I did not know it was going to be that easy. It was hilarious for me. The best part, he had no idea. He had no idea I was missing. He was just like, hey, Jess, did you just get here? I'm like, yeah, (laughs) totally stressed out of my mind. And he's like, chill as a cucumber. He had just like got there, wandered over to the line, was in the right place at the right time. And I am like, you have no idea what I've just been through. And the rest of the trip honestly went really smoothly, but I will never forget the, the, the absolute craziness, um, an amazing, magical time that Thailand represented in my life. Anyway, I want to thank you guys for listening to the last, oh gosh, 20 minutes of me rambling um, and sharing stories with you guys. It, it really does mean a lot. And if there's anything that you want to hear or you have any questions about or want me to expand on or touch on at any point, you can always reach out to me. Um, I'm on Instagram as underscore finding enough. Um, also at, at Jessica Joy underscore yoga fit if you want more of my personal page. But you can always give me a shout, uh, ask any questions. Basically nothing's off limits. This is where I get to be real with you guys. So anyway, it means a lot. I really appreciate you all. I hope you're having a great freaking day and namaste.